Forgiveness? That's the title of the Dharma talk with a question mark. Forgiveness? And the reason I did that is I think I already gave a talk two years ago on forgiveness. So this is the forgiveness talk with a question mark. So you'll know. Probably. Forgiveness, the word forgiveness, the concept of forgiveness is really strong, especially in our society these days. We get these little mini lectures from people uh, if we're having any kind of difficulty with something else or some difficulty or another person <clears throat> or someone who's wronged us, as they say. Uh, we have to forgive. We should just forgive. Forgive and forget. There's all kinds of things like that. And I say, no, you don't. Before you jump to forgiveness, which is a a um, a method of getting rid of or satisfying or pacifying your negative feelings, or or possibly to put use the way it's commonly expressed to get the other person off the hook, however you want to say it. Before we do that, let's look at the blame. Because if you're forgiving somebody or something, there's already some kind of blaming going on. And sometimes the blaming doesn't even feel like something you're doing. It just feels like something that's the truth. Well, they did it. They did something wrong. We don't have to blame them. They know they're wrong. So I would say, go slow. Go slow in that area when someone has done something that is quote-unquote wrong or mean or aggressive or harmful or... Uh, disrespectful, all of the other things we could come up with for words, and up to and including taking somebody's life. It could be something really horrible. And this doesn't mean that if, if you uh, inadvertently bump into someone or, or pick up something that belongs to someone else, thinking it was yours, and then they say, oh no, yours is the blue one. That's, uh, I have candy, stripe, candy stripes around my cell phone. And instead of saying something sarcastic and throwing it back at them, you could say, whoops, sorry about that. Here, how do you manage to stop eating your phone? Candy stripes. You could say something like that. Or maybe you shouldn't because nobody laughs, so don't do it. So you could say, whoops, sorry, excuse me. Say it once. If you say, I'm sorry, more than once, it's not really about really being sorry. It's wanting to cheer yourself up or not want, or wanting to get off the hook that you're probably putting yourself on. It's wanting to be, it's, it's some other kind of motivation more than likely. But if you say, I'm sorry I did that, that's, that's probably a more balanced and even sane use of that expression. And it doesn't get into uh, uh, too much in the way of blaming either yourself or someone else. <clears throat> and the person would say, uh, say, oh, that's okay. No, don't worry about it. Or, as they say these days, no problem. And usually that goes by quite well. But often, we get tied up in some kind of feeling like we should forgive. Or, or someone is telling us, you just need to forgive. There are whole teachings, if you go on YouTube and put in forgiveness. I mean, you're going to get lectures from every side of the globe. Other sides to the globe? Yeah. You're going to get a lot of lectures from every, everybody. got their idea of what... Oh, you know, forgiveness. But forgiveness from the point of view of these teachings, as I understand them. I'm not the Buddha, particularly. Pretty obvious. On the other hand, I've studied this for a long time. That's my credential. Long time. 
and how it's looking here it didn't look this way even 20 years ago necessarily but how it looks here is no one's really to blame for anything the causes and conditions that arises any given situation are so complex that when you forgive someone or when you blame someone which is the other side of it forgiveness blame forgiveness You're reinforcing the basic mistaken identity that Buddhism addresses, the teaching of the Buddha addresses, which is mistaken identity. And what is the mistaken identity? That you, you, me, us, we think we are a solid being. We think we are a solid being who can win, a solid being who can lose, a solid being who can make mistakes, a solid being who can be forgiven, a solid being who can be blamed, a solid being who can blame others, and on and on and on. And it's not that that doesn't function. Relative truth is more than happy to take all of your awareness away from the ultimate, which is the spiritual path, and just rub your nose in the relative and make you feel bad and make you try to get feel better. And what do I do about this? It's, you know, it's difficult. It's just difficult. And this is just part of it. Some of the, the layers of consciousness are so submerged that it takes great dedication, great persistence, great commitment to unearth that uh, uh, catacomb of, of, you could call it past lives, you could call it, call it future lives, you could call it present lives. That incredibly complicated area where consciousness is is in just in pieces. All kinds of different things are coming together, just almost like a recipe. Some of this, some of that, some of this, how much of this, a spoon of this, a pinch of that, a dash of salt, and so on. It's like that. that's who you are uh, in terms of your physical manifestation, your physical presence. It's a concoction of all the things that have pushed and pulled and objected and agreed down through the centuries. And they show up as this person. <laughs> Not that funny, is it? So one time, Trungpa Rinpoche, my teacher, Tibetan Buddhist meditation master and scholar, when he was uh, queried from uh, <coughs> someone about um, reincarnation or rebirth, and, and this person was specifically talking about His Holiness, the 16th uh, Karmapa, Rangjung Rigpe Dorje. This was in 1981 when he passed away. He was the, the head, the 16th incarnation of the, of the uh, uh, Karmapa, or that lineage of Tibetan Buddhism. The leader of the, the Karmakagyu. And they asked something like this, uh, so how does that work? Is, uh, does His Holiness, uh, does His Holiness the, uh, um, His, His Holiness die and then he just died so then, then then does he come back is he the 17th karmapa is it him or is it uh what is it and so he said and, and this might have not been so helpful and it might not be so helpful to you but i think he was doing his best to help her where she was at rather than help her in some kind of way to get her to think in a different way. He said, he said, you, he said, when you die, you, your consciousness and his holiness, the karmapa's holiness could come together and you could be the next karmapa. 
pretty astonishing thing to be saying. But this was coming out of his awareness of what, what this whole construct, this whole matrix of present lives and past lives, and the lives that are in this room, the lives that were in the room, living beings that were in the room with him back in uh, probably 1981. So this is basically saying, th saying and acknowledging, recognizing that everything is, dis uh, is discontinuous, discontinuous and is dependently arisen. In other words, this depended on, uh, depends on a tree. It depends on someone uh, up in Wisconsin who carved this. But it, for me to present this also depends on these hands to raise this in the air. Depends on this voice to actually talk about this is dependently arisen. Everything you're seeing is in, in uh, is a complete matrix. Go go binge watch the matrix. When I say binge watch, it's only one movie, but watch it a dozen times. I already have. Have you? Yeah. It's quite an amazing movie. It's probably what very close to what a, a Buddhist uh, a situation would be like, but not necessarily. Could be different than that. Probably is. Probably Matrix is totally wrong. <laughs> you can quote me. But when you quote me, also say, I don't necessarily agree with Sokazan. This is what he said. And you know how smart he is. Don't you? <laughs> so what am I getting at? Basically, I'm trying to say, let's, let's all, all of us, take a look at the whole idea of forgiveness. And I'm not, don't misunderstand if you leave here and you still function with that kind of a, an approach to your difficulties, or if you expect that from others, or if you work it with that in, in, a, in some way like that. I'm not saying that's incorrect. Maybe this, uh, this particular way of approaching this isn't workable for you. That doesn't mean that you're wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about correcting people um, based on judgment or valuation or right and wrong. So it's just not helpful to do that. I'm just saying, consider it. Give me the, give me the benefit of the doubt. Give us the benefit of the doubt and look at it as if, um, look at what the blame is. That's Go back to more uh, initial beginning situation of well, where's the blame at? And uh, if, you, if you're already blaming someone, you could actually look at the way the blame is getting its fuel and the way it's, it continues to push and point fingers at someone else, something else, even in this direction, pointing at yourself, blaming yourself. Uh, look at that and see if there's some way through awareness, if you can't slowly retract the blame. That might be much better than forgiving. Because uh, it looks like this person caused that, of course. But that's if you impute or believe or imagine that that person who's doing this uh, difficult or harmful thing is a solid, separate being with some kind of autonomy that they have some say-so over. If you think you have autonomy over something, if you think you actually have control over something, why wouldn't you just be happy? Why even come here? Don't come here and I'll go home. I'm fine. Just something to consider. Nice birds. Is that a cardinal? Is that a magpie? Magpie's not here, so I thought it might be her. Shogobine, what do you mean when you say you're fine? Who's fine? I said I was fine. I mean, <laughs> uh, 
basically, I don't, I don't really have a strong axe to grind with anything. This doesn't mean I don't have negative feelings come and go, positive feelings come and go. I just don't do much with them. I, I get no credit. I get no blame. But that doesn't mean that there might be some kind of negativity arise here. It just, as a, you've heard me say before, it just can't find a self. It finds something, but it, there's no solid being there. The, 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 the talk that you're hearing, the, this Dharma talk is coming out of, uh, it's more like it's coming out of space rather than out of a personality who knows things. If I had to kind of talk to you about what I know, we'd all be embarrassed because I don't remember anything. Yes, sir. Can there be any forgiveness without blame? Sure. That's the first one. Like, oh, that's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. That, that kind of forgiveness. But if someone comes and, uh, if someone takes someone else's life, and we start blaming as a way of dealing with it, and we start punishing as a way of dealing with it, then it, it, it just doesn't work. It just makes the whole world go in further and further circles, and it creates wars. So start where you're at. Start right where you're at. You you want to you affect the way the world is functioning? Uh, start where you actually have some say-so. Because if you haven't noticed, uh, I can tell you, egos, Self-centered beings who think they're right and think others are wrong vote. And when, they, when, when the information cycle is really skewed and really stretched out of shape, then they're genuinely trying to vote for what they think is the best thing to, to happen. And then it flips the other way. And, you know, that's, why, that's why you have had dictators in Germany. Because, uh, please don't lay down. Uh, you can lay down later. Not now. Just like the Reichstag fire, which uh, the uh, the Führer the, and his people uh, started that in order to have a catastrophe, so that so that they could blame some kind of imaginary terrorists, so that they could institute martial law. Things are pretty difficult right now. That could come. So, what what would I say about that? Train your mind. In other words, find out who you are, what this is, you're, and that way you're using the actual energy and the actual uh, beingness of being and living being here now in this particular century, in the midst of this uh, uh, particular cycle where you're actually here and you're actually going to be genuine. There are billions of people who are not doing that. You could be a person who's actually going to realize who they are rather than Go out and take unexamined, you've heard me say this before, unexamined anger that you're hiding out from down here. You manage to hide out from it. Take, go out and go into the public square and run into all kinds of terrible anger there that starts uh, it starts triggering this in you, this unresolved anger that has nothing to do with what's happening out there. And suddenly you're joining in. You're fighting back because those people are bad and wrong or whatever. And which side is, uh, uh, choosing sides is uh, a <laughs> sickness from the point of view of the spiritual path. In the mundane path, it's going to make sense one way or make sense the other way. We can always um, make things uh, look good. I, I sometimes say, you, take a, you, you give me any position and I'll defend it. I don't care what it is. I don't particularly want to do it, particularly want to do it during a Dharma talk. But I'd be happy to do it some other time. Give me any position. And just because it's just about shifting causes and conditions, 
saying, well, it's because of this that that's happening. Because of this is that happening. Well, we have to protect the country. Or we have to do this. Or we have to... Oh, I know. I keep going on. So right and wrong. It's not that there isn't really harmful stuff going on and really helpful stuff going on. It's just that it's very easy for it to flip. If your anger and your emotion gets triggered, you can turn into the very thing that you're fighting easily. Or maybe not so easily. Dallas? Is the mind the only thing that one has to say so over? It depends on the level. Uh, everyone comes into this manifestation with a different uh, kind of sophistication about the understanding about the spiritual path. Some people are extremely spiritual right away. As soon as they're born, they're, they're tiny beings who are very spiritual. And sometimes they get trampled on by the world because that doesn't fit in. Uh, so it just there's so many variables there. So uh, I would say a basic way that might be the best way to, to talk about it, so everyone would understand, you don't have much say-so about the mind. You know, you can't just be happy unless you do drugs, and that only lasts for 18 minutes. You know, you can't just do that. You, can't, you do have control of the body. Body and mind are not separate. Find what you can control. You can sit down, hold still, look at this wall, and do it for a few years. That's a few years, someone as young as you are. Sit down, hold still, look at the mind, and you will eventually see, not the first week, first month necessarily, but maybe you'll begin to see the way in which you keep creating your own suffering. You keep going to war. There's a little tiny skirmishes are happening in your gut that are totally imaginary, that are based on causes and conditions that come from beginningless time up to the apparent present moment. Go ahead. This doesn't stop the war. It just gives you the privilege of which to see the war exist, right? Mm -hmm don't need to stop the war. You just need to see that it's a war and the way it works. And then all of the, all of the, the, the lines that carry ammunition to the front lines uh, just stop floating. It's just like uh, the poet E.E. E. Cummings said once uh, back in the 1940s, I think it was, in one of his poems, and I have to paraphrase there again. Uh, what if somebody gave a war and nobody came? What if somebody had a war Nobody showed up. But you can't have a war without soldiers. And the soldiers, I was a Marine, so I know, the soldiers feel like they're doing the right thing. And they are they are pushed. Look at the big signs with the, the, you know, the few, the proud, and, you know, Marines on there. Uh, they don't say uh, on the other end, but there could be a My Lai massacre, you know, which we were hearing about this morning, where, where someone, just because they were bored, started killing people. Difficult, yes. Uh, question from uh, San Ho in Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, San Ho. Yes, where does not blaming ourselves become ignorance? As soon as you do it more than once. One shot's fine. Just, just one, one thing. That's coming out of beginningless time into the present moment. Just, just blaming one time. Just, you could say... Maybe you did something, or maybe you gave somebody a hard time, or you accused somebody, made someone uncomfortable, and you were being unfair to them, or whatever. I don't know what you're referring to particularly. You don't need to know. But just uh, blame yourself once. Just say, how would you do that? You could say it a lot of ways. I probably could have done better. Uh, you could also apologize. If it was a person instead of a situation, you could apologize to the person once. Sorry about that. 
And don't go on with that won't happen again, because you don't know what's going to happen again. There's no way. We can't, we can't do that. That starts to become, as soon as you say that, it starts to turn into willpower. And that means that 30 days later, when this sudden emotional tsunami comes out of nowhere and starts knocking you over, we all know a little bit about that stuff. Uh, awareness, awareness. Sit, sit down, hold still. Be as aware as you can with what's coming without accepting it, without rejecting it, and without shutting down. Those are the three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance. That's Michael. So are you saying that apologizing the second time is just a means of control? Somewhat, yeah. And you're also, you, you, the ego, the self-centeredness, doesn't want to be excluded. So you don't quite get enough credit for that first apology. You have to do it. Yes? I feel like it's, you want to be heard. So that's not right. If you say you're sorry once, you just make sure they hear you. you apologize and say, if they don't do anything, say, you hear that? And they'll go, yeah. And that, but that's, that you don't do anything else. You don't come back and say, well, I really mean it. Why aren't you acting like? But see, in that situation, we're looking for the payoff. We don't want to really uh, surrender to the situation. So, more. Anything else? No. You? Me? Yes. No. Can we ask any question? Um, as long as it's not about investments. You're wearing around your This is a rock suit. This represents the robe of the Buddha. This comes from the Japanese tradition and other traditions through, uh, through, uh, through Asia. Over the centuries, it's just a way of, it represents the robe of the Buddha. And uh, let's see, Unyo is wearing uh, as a fully ordained monk, and she's. Could you stand up? She's wearing. She's wearing a robe. Uh, not that it's a fashion show, but, but this is something that she sewed from scratch. And she also is a sewing teacher. She teaches uh, people to sew if they, in fact, want to proceed in that way. And I don't encourage it. I say, don't do anything unless you have to. If you don't have to sew one of these, don't do it. Because you're basically give your personal life away when you do that. You receive vows when you, when you sow this. You receive the vow to be with all things, which means everybody else comes before you. That's difficult for the ego-centered mind to do. Yes, sir? Do we ever have, did we ever have a personal life? That's a pretty good question. What would you say? The ego is driving that, I think. Yes, well, yes. Yeah, we have a, because we think there's a self, we think there's somebody can lose, and we, we actually make decisions. If I say, if you understand what this is, and when I say this, I mean everything you're seeing, your life, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, you know, yesterday. If you see what this is, you won't make any more decisions. I'm not saying that you might not have to do some things and not do others based on how you feel, but you won't actually evaluate things and make decisions anymore. It'll be obvious what to do next. And if it isn't obvious, don't do anything. If somebody calls you lazy, say, okay. They probably want something from you. Questions about that are really good. That's a, that's a, that's a, it's a difficult area. Uh, decisions. Sometimes the teaching with a lot of places, and, and it's totally valid. I understand why they would say that. You have to make the right decisions. 
no, you know, just don't make any decisions. Yes. Your rock suit, how does that relate to, to the teachings? This is like glue, so it glues you to the, you receive vows, you go through a ceremony, you get you have a different name. My name is, a, a name I was given when I was ordained is Sogazan, which means, uh, as it is mountain, Uño's name that I gave her when I ordained her is, uh, Uño is, uh, means a sunlit cloud. And so, and, and several other people that I've named here. Um, uh, someone has the name of Endless Gray Shikantaza, who got that name? <laughs> uh, William up in Muskegon asks, how do you forgive someone who, quote, wanted, end quote, to do bad things? Who's asking that? Uh, William from Muskegon. He's with... Uh, yeah. Jim Johnson, two others up there. So, let me hear the question one more time. How do you forgive someone who wanted to do bad things? Don't forgive. Just don't blame them. Just don't blame. Specifically to you, William, don't blame. Don't blame. If, if you find yourself blaming, then rather than forgive, retract the blame. Bring some of that blame back and realize that you're blaming. You're blaming someone. And what that is, the form of ignorance that, is, that takes is you don't know the causes and conditions that are the, the, all the things that has happened to that person that caused them to do something that was not so good. You don't know how they were raised. You don't know if they were, uh, what, was, what happened to them when they were very young. And the other thing is that there's no way to, you can know this unless you have access to this particular dimension and give it the benefit of the doubt of past lives. We've all been here forever, coming and going, coming and going. Hello. And it's not something you know about as a, as a, a ontological truth or, or a factual phenomenological situation. It's not phenomenological. That's material. That's the material world. That's what the physicists, when they dive way down into deep, the deep uh, physical thing, they, they can't find anything. What do they find? They find, what is that, a wave or a particle? Or? String. Or is it a string? Yes. Shoto. I know you forgot. I've heard you say drive all blames into one. How yeah. does that relate to forgiveness? Drive all, you're the, you're the, you're the cause of everything. It's, it's actually an advanced teaching. So don't blame, but anytime you see cause and effect happening, everything, I did it. It's mine. I'll take it. Give me, give me that. This is a bodhisattva path, not for beginning meditators to do. Beginning meditators need to sit down and find out who they are. Once you begin to find out who you are, then you can find out who they are and you'll find out, uh, if I may be so bold as to tell you, not separate. And so why not drive all blames into one? The The rest of the world is not doing that. They're fighting with that. They're blaming others. They're switching their, who did it, over to this person or that person. They're saying, well, it's because of them, because of them. Watch the news for 15 minutes. Take some aspirin. Yes. Is there a difference between drive all blames into one and blaming ourselves? Yeah. Drive all blames into one is... Uh, is a, an activity that, that understands there isn't anyone. But blaming ourselves is a is a, a reverse kind of egocentrism that, oh, it's just me. 
I'm to blame. I can't get anything right. Here I go again. Holy smokes, what am I going to do about this? Any ideas? <laughs> People, if you notice, the, the, cra the crazier the person in your life, the more, uh, the more anxious they are to give you advice. You know, if they're, especially if they're really wound up and really spinning around, they get out of their wine, they see you and they say, you need to uh, vote, uh, give me a party, Democrats. birthday party. <laughs> you need to vote for birthday parties. <laughs> Wait, that's not a party. So, you know, we're, we're always trying to push and pull, whereas someone who just is just present and just is a, just aware. It's not that they will be inactive, but their activity will, will come out of their awareness and out of their uh, wisdom mind, out of their under, deep understanding of relative truth, a deep understanding of delusion, a deep understanding of delusion, a deep, deep understanding of delusion, craziness, insanity. This is awakening. The Buddha didn't wake up to uh, sandcastles and and uh, what's that other thing that is out in the sand? Unicorns. Unicorns. The Buddha didn't awaken to that. He awoke to deep suffering. This is why there was the teaching that he gave as life is suffering. Everywhere he looked, he saw suffering. He saw discontent. He saw sickness, aging, death, uh, and people, people having that experience and then shutting it out, not looking at it, making excuses, doing anything to not look at it. Pretend it wasn't there. Pretend there's no such thing as this human being, human form collapsing into going back into the elements. Um, the question that was asked by William and Muskegon, how do you forgive someone who wanted to do bad things, is uh, he's nine years old. Mm -hmm. And he has a follow-up question. I didn't and, know that. Um, he asks, uh, he, he was sitting with um, Jim Johnson tonight, and William's mother is with him too. Uh, he asks... If Dharma gates are like levels in a video game. <laughs> no. No, they're not. They're the, they're the furthest thing from that, William. And you should come and sit in front of me and ask that question again. So I can explain. <laughs> there, there's a similarity because there's there are levels. But it's not, not the same. Uh, Dharma gates are completely personal. And they don't, there's no graduation to a next level. Video games actually are pretty distractive because they, they usurp the, the fundamental nature of relative truth and, and package it as something that you need to do and then they give you little payoffs. I'm getting this way, I'm getting this. You're just like the only one I ever really played to any extent was uh, back in Wilson. This was back in the 1940s, Pac-Man. <laughs> and I was terrible at it because I got fascinated by the Pac-Man. I didn't care what he did. I just wanted to watch him do stuff. Yes? Uh, Sheldon in Union City has a question. Yes. yes. Is there a forgiveness that is not based on praise and blame? Well, as I said, it's just a very, very simple. I mean, it might be in a pretty extensive thing that say someone has done to you, uh, and you you might just keep keep it at a low frequency. So, if someone has really harmed you, 
uh, I would say the very best thing you can do is just stop blaming them. I've had people do some pretty bad things to me. Uh, I've done some pretty bad things to others. And so just if you can just retract the blame, just see where the way in which you're blaming it and if uh, what will happen uh, with a deeper, uh, stronger mind training, you'll see that the reason, to use that word, that we want to blame is we, we kind of get off the hook. Or if we if we can blame ourselves, then, then we can say, as a little aside, a little balloon off the month, well, at least I know about it. There's always a payoff for ego. They're very subtle. Well, at least I'm being responsible. At least I know. I know I did wrong. Passion, aggression, ignorance. The simple way of looking at it is somebody hits somebody else, and then they feel bad, maybe, unless they're quite twisted up. They feel bad. This quite often happens in domestic abuse. Somebody gets enraged and they hurt their mate, usually the female, uh, but not always, and hurt hurt them. And then they and then they feel remorse, which is goes from aggression into passion. And then we feel the remorse, and then then we kind of get off the hook, so to speak, by well, at least I'm really really sorry. I don't know why I did that. It's so terrible. I'll never it'll never happen again. That's that's a, that's the indicator it's going to. It'll never happen again. You don't have that kind of control. But it's a misunderstanding about the nature of the mind is to is to miss out on the rotation of passion, aggression, and ignorance. Because ignorance is the next one, and that ignorance uh, could be in the form of uh, a couple of six-packs. You were next. Is, um, is not blaming the same as forgiving? No. What was that? Is not blaming the same as forgiving. I say you don't have to forgive if you don't blame. If someone has done something to you and you don't blame them, you you, you realize that they're doing. They're, if you if you have a strong awareness practice where you're beginning to realize who you are, then when people do things that are harmful or destructive or uh, or disrespectful, uh, it's not that you wouldn't stop them and say, "Hey, that'll be enough of that." I'm not saying you're foolish about it. You're some kind of a, a, a wimp. But you can actually see the, the reason, look deeply into yourself, then you can look deeply into others. You can see the reason they're doing that. They're so miserable. They're so unhappy that they need to go after somebody else to take the... That's why people who uh, are anxious to give us uh, advice, so they don't have to think about their own spinning mind. They can just get you to do what they say. Maybe they'll feel better. Quite often, uh, some religions are based on this, getting everybody on board, everybody on board. More people, that's the, all the energy goes into recruiting. It's not happening here. More? Um, well, I find that I've, um, I'm cons- I have a hard time forgiving myself more than other people. But What's your question? I think, I don't know. I might find one, I don't know. Let me... Let me go over here first. That's all right. What does it look like to retract the blame? Uh, it could it could feel uncomfortable to do that because then the very thing you've been getting rid of by blaming is starting to show up in your consciousness, and you may not may not be able to understand it literally. You may it may just feel like negativity coming from who knows where. But then, you, then the only way you'll see it is if you start to blame someone, the negativity starts to decrease. You know what I'm talking about. 
So it's just a practice. We just continue. We just rededicate ourselves to it. That's why we have this uh, monastery. Uh, so people can come in and sit down and train their mind. Not to become Buddhist. I don't care if you become a Buddhist or not. I'm not even a Buddhist in the traditional sense. I don't believe in Buddhism. Nor do I disbelieve in Buddhism. I don't do anything with Buddhism. Other than I study it and I... offer those teachings as my understanding of what the Buddha taught 2,500 years ago and what my teachers taught. Go get them. Is regret a form of self-blame? It can be. That's, that's a, a lot more subtle. You can have... Feeling of regret can still... Uh, can just be about, well, I did this and I did that, and uh, it's not exactly like apologizing. Apology isn't going to get rid of regret. Regret is just uh, is being uh, locked into this life of relative truth, where you did something at some time when your awareness wasn't so clear, and you, you harmed someone, or uh, in my case, I was a thief when I was uh, very young, and, and it didn't really see that this was other people's stuff. I shouldn't be taking other people's things. So, but I didn't. I didn't have any help with it. I, there's nobody I could talk to about it, or I probably would have. My parents were completely shut down in that. Or they weren't. They had, we did not have conversations. I've never had a conversation with either one of them. And so, uh, that regret. Uh, just when if that comes up, just just feel it. You don't have to. Do, don't get rid of it. Don't fluff it up. We'll push it down. Don't look away. But also, don't feel necessarily feed energy into it as. Uh, as you've got this coming kind of thing. Don't no, have no conversation around it. Just have regret. I regret taking things from others. But, you know, the situation was I was uh, very young and very confused. Yes, sir? How do you have a conversation about something that you perceive as other people doing wrong? <clears throat> I follow you. Are you ready for me to answer? Yes, sir. So if you're perceiving somebody is doing something wrong, it would depend on what they were doing, how urgent it was, uh, how, well, if it's a uh, five-alarm fire or something, it depends on what it is. Uh, but uh, spend as much time as you can doing nothing at all but just watching the situation because if you act too soon out of panic or out of hope or out of fear, you'll cover up the very thing you need to understand deeply. You'll cover it up with your activity. It's like people, some of the the police who panic and kill somebody that without looking to see if they were really even in danger. Uh, you know, it's just pretty astonishing the degree to which people are prejudiced and don't know it. Suicide. Suicide. Be very careful with suicide. Every person that either commits suicide or talks about it or moves in that direction uh, is completely unique. Uh, not that everybody isn't unique, but they're unique in that the way in which they actually come in that direction is unique. So uh, I would say as much as you can, be with. If it's yourself, uh, don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. Don't do anything. Train your mind. And if it's someone else, someone who's a meditator, that might be different. If they're a person that has no interest in training the mind at all and operates totally in belief of things, then uh, just stay in touch with them. Talk to them. Uh, but but don't necessarily talk. try to talk them out of that. That might be the only option they have as long as they have the option, 
they probably won't use it. But if you start taking the option away from them, you start trying to talk them out of it, no matter how subtle that be, you, uh, can be, you can pull that back. And, and especially if you get they get on board with you, then they start to do it for you because they want you to feel like a person who's helping them. And then they start to ignore their own suffering. And the next thing you know, two or three weeks later, we've all heard of this, uh, suddenly the person you didn't think was going to do it, well, suddenly they're dead. And it's not that anyone's to blame. Even if you did your best, you're not really to blame because you're coming at this with your own causes and conditions. Be very very cautious about jumping into any assumption about anything. Somebody says they're suicidal. I think the laws laws are so paranoid that you can't even talk to somebody about suicide if you're in a professional situation. You can't talk to them about it because you've got to turn them in. And then they take them and drug them based on their idea of what mental health is. The public's idea of what mental health is, is uh, not mental health. It's intense drugging of symptoms. Uh, very, very sad commentary. So as a person who is trying to help someone work with a particular situation, uh, just be there. Being there means and listening and saying uh, when they talk, how do you mean? But don't take a position on what they're actually hanging on to is some way of getting them through. They say, uh, even Jean-Paul Sartre, the great uh, uh, famous existentialist philosopher, I think he and, uh, I don't know if it was him or if it was Albert Camus, but someone back there, it was kind of like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but something like, well, I almost killed myself. I always just leave. And then we have people like Anthony Bourdain, who looked like he was having a wonderful life and had money and had friends and a nice-looking guy and had... uh, food and travel and was quite famous. You know, heartbreaking to hear about that. But, you know, it's it's causes and conditions. Yes, sir. How do you use the... You often say get permission. I do. How do you use that in that situation? Is that... So the permission isn't, uh, isn't like, yes, you can help me so much. That's not permission. What's permission is 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 you're not being so concerned about yourself that you're really seeing what's happening with that other person. And you'll see, by they don't even have to say anything, you'll see uh, by their body language, by the tone of their voice, by everything that's going on with them, uh, whether you actually have a connection with them or not. If you don't, excuse yourself and leave. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about abandoning them, but if you see that you're making them uncomfortable or something, then say, um, you know, lie. When I say lie, no, I don't mean go around being a liar, but I'm saying, you know, get yourself out of there maybe if it seems like you're not helping so much. You might have to say, you know, darn, I got another appointment. It's a little bit evil, uh, but rather than say something like, I can see I'm making you miserable. You know, so try to try to be kind. And that kindness, you might have to step on a few toes in order to be kindness. Be kind to someone who is, is uh, suffering intensely. People don't take their life because they're, kind of feeling bad. They take their life because they, they think that that will end this. And if someone ca- talks to me about it, I will uh, let them know uh, that probably not. You're not just your body. You're much more than this body. Question here from Dallas. You still have your question? Oh, I forgot a long time ago. Oh, good. I like that. It feels more like me. I forget stuff all the time. That's why I don't plan anything, because I forget what I planned. Yes. John in North Carolina asks, 
Will driving all blames into one accelerate the ripening of past karma? Accelerate the what? Ripening of past karma. It, it could. I mean, I'm, you know, if we're, we're looking about what's going to cause this, uh, what we're trying to do is break it down into just simple cause and effect. And uh, reality is not going to cooperate with that. Uh, the only way you'll get any kind of cooperation is when there, when there isn't anyone. And then you have access to everything. No solid separate being anywhere. You don't see one here. You don't see one out here. So therefore, you don't meddle with anyone. Someone comes to you and say and says, "Teach me to meditate." You teach them to meditate, and then a week later they say, "You know, I don't really want to meditate." Are you sure? You might not even say, "Why not?" You might say, "I don't know. I don't think this is going to work for me." I said, and "I would say, okay, go do what you need to do. Take care of yourself." So no propaganda, particularly. Thank you. How can I talk to someone um, in a hopeful way who is not a meditator and wants to know how to forgive? I think it depends on who it is. You might you might just uh, relate use their story about it, which you probably will know. Uh, and if not, you could ask them a little bit about why that is and what they're having difficulty with. But you can also talk about the idea of blaming. Uh, and it, sometimes it's just not obvious to people, unless you point it out, you know, if you don't blame anybody, you don't have to forgive anybody. It's an astonishing. It's very simple. Don't blame. Uh, that's. But then the person will come back and say, well, yeah, but look what they did. Here's what they did. But that's uh, extreme fixation on, it's called uh, um, extreme fixation on a self, on a self here and a self over there, a perpetrator and a victim. I'm the victim. They're the perpetrator. Why did they do this to me? Circular question. Because. Why did, why, why? Because, 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 because. But if you say what this is, if you ask what this is, then over time, maybe a few years, maybe longer, you may begin to understand what this is fundamentally. It is not separate. There isn't a separate, separated. I'm always using the example of a hand because it's just a simple metaphor. The fingers are separate. The little finger does not have to get permission from the thumb to move. Notice that? Yet they all cooperate. The cooperation is, unless you have arthritis, which then there's a little difficulty. But it's a hand. It's one situation. It's, it's, it's not just a bundle of uh, fingers. It's a hand. So, and this is a life. This is a human life, and we're living it. It's like we're all fingers on a gigantic hand. Don't quote me. <laughs> you know what he said? Fingers. But I guess what I'm saying is it's separated, but it's fundamentally not separate. So this is why the awareness needs to sink down below the, the radar of ego and start to understand. And how do you get down below the radar of ego? You drop down out of the mind into the heart. You rise up out of the gut into the heart. This is hope and fear. Excuse me. And this is paranoia. Thinking, 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 thinking. What should I do? What should I do? What should they do? What if they think this? What if they think that? What if I think? Are they really thinking what I'm thinking and they're thinking? Or are they thinking what I'm thinking and they're thinking about what I'm thinking? What? What would you say? All of it. <laughs> well, you get off that hook really easy. <laughs> Jeez. You've been around here too long. Don't leave. <laughs> Good question? I don't have a clock, so. Seven minutes after. What is it? Seven after. Very good. So, final question? Okay. Thank you so much for coming.
I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes that we have in the hallway. Please help us financially as much as you can. We also accept payments on PayPal, online, and with debits and credit cards.